If you can join me into the letter to Romans, we are in the fourth chapter. Uh, inside your bulletin, you may have the handout and the titles right there. If you can help me announce this to your neighbor, tell them credit check. Yes, yes. Look to your other neighbor, tell them, tell them the same title, credit check. You've seen a lot of commercials and things out that tell you how you can check your credit score to see if you have good credit or not. I want to take the time this morning, if you will, to check our credit score to see if we have good credit or not. Looking in Romans 4th chapter, I'm going to read from the New International uh, Version of Dealing With His Word. And I'm going to read for the New International Version, uh, uh, but also I want to imply that those who may have the King James Version and a New American Stand, and also, as you know, my, my, oh, one of my favorites to read from the New Living Translation, uh, you might see words instead of credency recorded or counted or imputed. And so uh, I, I'm going to read from the NIV as it has, uh, uh, as it has credit in there. Amen, amen. And so in there, I want us to look and see how many times it has the word credit or imputed or, or counted on there. Amen. Amen. I left one of my Bibles out there. Thank you so much for bringing that forward. So when you look into it, uh, if you're not there, say, hold on. Amen. If you're there, say, let us begin. Amen. I'm going to read verses 1 through 8. It says, what then shall we say that Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh, discovered in this matter, if in fact Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about. But not before God. What does scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Now to the one who works, wages are not credited as a gift, but as an obligation. However, to the one who does not work, but trusts God, who justifies the ungodly, their faith is credited as righteousness. David says the same thing when he speaks of the blessedness of the one to whom God credits righteousness apart from works. Blessed are those whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin in the Lord will never count against them. Amen. Praise God for his word for the people of God. You may be seated. If those who might have, say, the King James Version, you look at verse 8 of Romans 4, chapter, it says, Blessed is, is he whose, sin, whose sins are not imputed. I, I want to kind of deal with our credit or impute or what it means to have impute or have something count against us or to be put on our record. Just tell your neighbor, I'm trying to help us check our credit. 
if many of us, many of us, many of us, we know what our credit score is because we applied for loans, we applied uh, for a credit card or applied for uh, some kind of way where they need to know your credit score in order for you to get a job or to get that purchase or receive that. And some of us might have been shocked or been surprised when you found out that our credit score was not as good as we thought. And one way they tell you about your credit score is that you first got to cancel all your debts. When you cancel all your debts, your credit score will go back up. But if you have debt, that counts against your credit score. Can you help me tell your neighbor, debt counts against you? And what we want to look in here about checking our credit, we want to see, is my credit good? When you have good credit, you can apply for large amounts of money. And when you can apply for larger amounts of money, what? You can get more things. So the better your credit is, the more opportunity you have at your disposal. Can I bring it to the spiritual realm that if your credit is good with God, then you have greater opportunities to have greater things right here. And so when you have good credit with a good God, watch out somebody. He says the earth and the fullness thereof is his. He owns the cattle on the thousand hills. The silver and the gold is mine, says the Lord. Follow with me here. You go to the bank, they check your credit, so you can see how much of their money you can get. But they give you a limit. You can take up to this much. Can I go to the spiritual realm? I go to my God, and he tells me my credit is good, and he says, you can have this much. How much is that? Because everything is mine, so whatever you want is yours. Come on, somebody. But before you can check your credit and see how good it is, first let's check your application. <laughs> first up to check in our application, we look at the, the tutor, if you will, Abraham. Y'all see him right there in the text? Paul brings up Abraham and how he had credit in the Old Testament. Uh, his credit was not his work, it was not what he has earned, but yet it was his faith. I tell your neighbor, your application is your faith. Ask him, do you have it with you? Because <laughs> his application that he filled out was his trust in God. Y'all see that right there? Faith in God gave Abraham good credit. It's right there in the check. It says his faithfulness was accounted to him, recorded to him righteousness. And because it was credited to him righteousness, it did not stop God from blessing him. Come on, somebody. So let's look at it here. It says, I like how Paul writes this argument. But what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Abraham trusted in God and did not earn it. God freely gave it. Come on, somebody. 
God's grace, God's gift to Abraham was freely given. Abraham could not work for it. Even so much so that, that, that the author got excited and said not only Abraham understood it, but that, that great king y'all know as David understood it. That's why he's accredited in Psalm 32. Don't, don't take my word for it. Just go back and read Psalm 32 for yourself. But in Psalm 32 is where he's quoting right here. It says, blessed are those whose lawless deeds have been forgiven and whose sins have been covered. Blessed is a man whose sin in the Lord will not take into account or will not be credited to him or will not impute him. God has not, let catch this, God's grace upon us has, has allowed him to not pay us according to our work. If you go back on Romans 3, he already told out, your wages, your work deserves death. Y'all quiet on me. He already says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. He's pointed out that none are righteous before the law. Lord, all deserve to die. The law cannot save you. The law only condemns you. And he's pointing out to us that if you even keep the law, you still won't be called righteous. Come on, somebody. But if you have faith in him who made the law, come on, somebody, then you will be righteous. How is that? Because your application, you show to God, the Lord, I put my faith towards you. I'm applying to be in your covering. I'm trusting in you. I put my trust in you. And God says, good, I'll put righteousness on your account. Y'all see that right there? Because credit is not found in the law. I, 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 I want you to... We might, we're going to get a little bit deeper, and I'm not trying to go over anybody's head, but look what Paul is trying to point out to some of these legalistics and those who, who are thinking that the law saves and law does this. He's asking them a simple question, when did God call Abraham? Before circumcision or after circumcision? The argument clearly suggests to us that God called Abraham before circumcision. So his faith already in God was already credited to him righteousness before he obeyed the law. Come on, somebody. So he's pointing out to him that the law did not save him. It was his faith. Tell your neighbor, it was the faith. And so when he put his faith in God, that's what justified him. God called Abram before circumcision. Therefore, circumcised or not, faith is what brings Righteousness, the, the promise we see to Abraham and the seed was, was through his faith, not in the law. Y'all see that? Faith would be made if it was by works. Come on, somebody. See, see, the law brings wrath, but where there is no law, there is no violation of the law. Y'all understand? Pa Paul is pointing out that because I know, because of the law, I know what covetedness is. Because we have a speed limit, we know when we're breaking it. Y'all quiet on me. You, you know when they flash that, that sign to show you how fast you're going? They do that to remind you, say, you know you're going faster than you should be going. Y'all quiet on me. And, and the situation is pointing out to us that the law reminds us uh, that this is what the law suggests to us and how we should keep it. And we're trying to remind you so you will not break it. And so he's pointing out that there is no law. There's nothing to break. Hello. And, and that's, why, that's why we like going to places where there is no laws. 
Because we can do what we want. But we know for a fact if we live in a lawless world, a lawless nation, we would not be safe. No rights would be protected. Nobody would be safe because I, if I can do whatever I want and there's no repercussions, if there's no punishment, then I can't do this. That's why before Abraham even knew the law, he said, I put my trust in he who called me. Because the law cannot save us. Works cannot save. Another aspect points out to us that if you could work for it, then his grace is not needed. And if his grace is not needed, then the Christ need not to die. Because if you were not in need of a loan, come on somebody, you wouldn't go to the bank. Am I right about it? If you were not in need of some extra money, you would not have bothered to fill out that application. Am I right about it? But if when you are in need, you go through the process to get something. God is pointing out that though you are trying to get righteousness on your own by obeying the law, I already know, you may not understand, but I already know that you will not get it. But I will provide this for you. That if you believe on he who died and who rose again from the grave, I will put to your account righteousness. But yet it's not your works. Tell your neighbor, it's by your faith. And so when we put our trust in God, we put our trust in God. Look what's happening here. As we move down into chapter 4, we see now that, that how Paul, uh, uh, Paul goes on and further displays Abraham down around the 24th verse. He talks about how Abraham, who is at 100, his wife at 90, whose, whose loins, his womb, his body is dead, saying, one who is unable to give birth, one who is unable to give forth to child. But God told him, you're going to be a father of many nations. But yet he's still at the age age of hundred fatherless. Come on, somebody. And yet it says that he believed in he who can speak as though it is not, as those as it is. He believed in the one that does not, that can speak for what does not exist and speak as if it already has happened. Y'all catch that? He's saying that he put his faith and wanted to speak because God was talking to him as if it was an assurance that this is going to happen. Abraham, I know she's not pregnant. You seem you haven't known your wife. Your wife laughs and says she has not known you. But yet I'm pointing out that you're going to know her one more time and she's going to have child. And Abraham and, and Sarah's looking back like, how is this even possible? But God is speaking to him as a matter of fact because God can see it. Come on, somebody. Tell, tell you now, aren't you glad God can see it? Oh, y'all, God, help me preach it. Aren't you glad God can see it? See, see, God can see what's above and beyond us. That He knows what's coming around the corner. He knows what's coming around the bend. He knows what next weekend's already going to look like. And he's already preparing us. All we got to do is just trust in him. And so when God already sees it, he's speaking to you because he saw what happened. Woo! He's letting Abraham know that I know the son you're going to have and how he's going to have children and your children are going to be blessed. But I know it's kind of dead right now, but I'm speaking life to you right now. Come on, somebody. What, what's being placed here that God sees you're broken, you're broke, you are indebted, you have nothing to give me, but don't worry about it. You put your trust in me. And since you put my, your trust in me, I'm going to put my trust. 
I'm going to put my trust in you. Uh, we see it on that dollar bill, y'all. Uh, in God we trust. Uh, but a lot of us don't trust in God with that dollar. But I'm so glad uh, that when God wakes us up and lets us know, just put all your trust in me, how everything else is going to be all right. Am I right about it? Because, you see, even in the Old Testament, it wasn't the law that made them righteous, but it was their faith. How much more right now? Come on, somebody. Now, we got to walk by faith, uh, not by sight. Uh, How we truly, how we truly, how we truly need not to lean on our own understanding, but in, can someone say all their ways? In all our ways, we need to acknowledge him, and he will direct us. our past. Uh, some of us that are clapping, you already tried. And tell your neighbor that's not clapping. Go ahead and try him. Some of, some of y'all don't understand what it means to try him. That you have not been out uh, all by yourself and lonesome in a dead situation. Wondering when your next meal is going to come. Wondering where you're going to get out that sick bed. Wondering where you're going to make it out of that accident. But God just stepped in and provided a way out for you. Come on, somebody. Because... The reason when we put our trust in him, come on somebody, that we're not trusting what a lawyer can do, what a doctor can do, what a banker can do, what our spouses or our children can do. But we say, Lord, I I see how we are fallible, how we are broken, uh, how we have not very much to offer you. But God, we're going to take this broken, shabble mess that we have and put it in your hands and trust God that you can speak something that does not exist, that will exist in our lives. And when it's said and done, we'll just say thank you because we don't deserve it. We didn't earn it. We didn't work for it, but it was your grace. And I might quote that psalm, blessed is he who sins are forgiven and not counted against him. Because, Lord, I know I'm guilty. I know I deserve punishment. I know I deserve to fall flat on my face every day. But each morning I wake up, I see some brand new mercy. Each time I turn around, uh, I get another blessing. Uh, every time I keep, keep on taking a step, uh, I know that and he walks with me and he talks with me. I understand that I'm not by myself because uh, I can't do it by myself. Uh, but he'll never leave me nor forsake me because my God has put it to my account. And since I got a good credit, my credit was not by my blood alone. I told you your faith is your contract. And when you sign a contract, you got to sign your name. But the name that was signed on your faith contract was not signed with your ink, nor with your pen, but it was signed by blood. And that blood was not your blood, but it was the blood of Jesus. Y'all hear me? It was Jesus that died on the cross for our sins. You look in Romans, uh, fourth chapter, uh, it talked about Abraham uh, was just like Christ, uh, that because he believed uh, before the law is counted to his children uh, who are righteous, uh, who are the children of Abraham. Tell your neighbor, all who believe, (laughs) all who believe, come on, tell your neighbor, all who believe. 
all believe in him uh, who raised him uh, from the dead. Uh, if y'all messed up and y'all don't know which him is him, let me help you out. All who believe in God, who raised Jesus uh, from the dead. Uh, and he said that he rose him up uh, for our justification. Uh, y'all looking at me funny. It's right there in the word. Uh, I'm not making it up. Uh, it said that God raised him to life uh, to make us right in a new living translation. Uh, another translation said he raised it up to credit to us our justification. Uh, some of y'all looking at me like y'all understand what I'm saying. Uh, let me be clear and break it down to you. He got up uh, with all power in his hands. Uh, he got up uh, and defeated death uh, just so that you and I can walk around with our heads lifted up high and forever say, Lord, uh, I will serve you. That no matter how broken you are, how messed up you know you are, God said, I'm still blessing you. That even when you go to the grocery store, come on somebody, and you keep on coming up short, we try to buy some groceries. Uh, don't worry, just remind yourself that my father... <laughs> owns everything uh, and just walk out that grocery store and say, Lord, how you going to bless me today? <laughs> you might see an apple on a tree. Uh, somebody might come by and just bless you because God knows how to provide. Uh, when we just trust on the Lord, uh, do you understand how he was using Abraham? Abraham's descendants who were under Moses were walking in a desert land. Their shoes never wore out. Y'all buy shoes every week. Am I right about it? Their shoes never wore out. I got shoes that wore out that I just got a couple years ago. Come on. Forty years, y'all. Shoes did not wear out. Clothes did not go out. They never had to worry about a meal. They had to worry about a God. God led them by fire by night and cloud by day. Because he says, because you trust in me, I will not leave you. I don't know what your specific situation in your life is, but fill out your faith contract to God. So, Lord, I put my trust in you. And when you put your trust in him, this is what he will do. He will put everything onto your account that you need. That when you go out, you don't have to worry about it. That you don't have to reach into your pocket to pull out your, your car that you never leave home without. <laughs> you don't have to reach in and say, I have this because it's accepted more places than this one. But you're going to say, I have someone who's inside of me. And he's greater than anything you got in this world. And if my God wants me to have it sewn up. He's going to bless it. Because my God can open doors no man can shut. And he can shut doors no man can open. My God is in the providing business. He's provided salvation. Come on, somebody. He's going to provide for me until he sees me again. Come on, somebody. So there's nothing you need to worry about and just say God has put it on my account. So you can walk around your head up high, knowing that God's blessed you. Others will try to knock you down and tell you, tell you how unrighteous you are and how no good you are. You can tell them, thank you. That's why Jesus paid it all. <laughs> 
because we realize that my credit score is good, not because I got good credit, but the one who has good credit gave me good credit. (laughs) Because he paid the price for me. So when we change our perception and see how good our credit is, and we need to operate under that good credit. When we have good credit with the Lord, this is what comes out of our credit. This is what we would draw from it. We would draw peace. We would draw joy. We would draw patience. We would draw forgiveness. We would draw reconciliation. We, 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 we would draw evangelizer, telling somebody else the good news of Jesus Christ. Because we have all of this great credit that God has given us. One person said that he balances our accounts, but he does so much more because when God gives us above and beyond what we can ask or think or even imagine, he gives us more than enough. He says to Paul, my grace is sufficient. In other words, he says it's more than enough. God gives us so much more in our balance that we're able to be a blessing to everyone that we meet. But it's up to us to walk with our faith. Can't work for you. You don't earn it. You don't deserve it. But God freely gives to us so we can be a blessing to somebody else. Because this is how you check your credit. If you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins, you got good credit. You believe that he rose from the grave on the third day with all power in his hand, you have good credit. And when you have good credit, you don't have to walk around feeling guilty, feeling ashamed, feeling alone. But you know there's a friend that's just closer than a brother. There's a Lord who's our shepherd who provides for us to take care of because he's the good shepherd. You know that he's a present help in the time of trouble. You know that with God for us, who can be against us? You can be convinced that he who's begun a good work in you will complete it until the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You can believe that he loves you so much he placed a deposit upon you of the Holy Spirit with a seal that, he, for, that means that you are his. He's going to come back and take you home. You can walk around with a promise knowing that he, Jesus has gone to prepare a place for you that when he comes back, you can forever be with him. You can walk with a promise knowing that the world has nothing to give you because this world's going to be destroyed. But God said, I'm going to make a new heaven and a new earth for you to be my people and I will be your God. You can walk around knowing that I have eternal life because though I die in this world I believe in him and yet I shall live tell your neighbor that's good credit so check your credit make sure you're trusting in the Lord that you'll never want you'll never be in need 